You're listening to the Baseball Prospect Journal Podcast. Here is your host, Dan Zielinski. Welcome to another edition of the Baseball Prospect Journal Podcast. I'm Dan Zielinski, founder and national writer at BaseballProspectJournal.com. You can find me on Twitter at DanZielinski3. You can also find the Baseball Prospect Journal on Twitter at the BP Journal. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. In today's episode, I sit down with Milwaukee Brewers prospect and former 2021 first-round pick, Tyler Black. Over the last couple years, I've been fortunate enough to interview Tyler a few times, whether that was when he was at Wright State or since he got drafted and has been a part of the Milwaukee Brewers organization. So in our conversation, we talk about his first full season of professional baseball. He made it up to the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers at the high single-A level. We talk about how he's had to overcome a left scapula injury that kept him out for about two months of the season, causing him to miss some time. He came back after recovering from that injury and played in the Arizona Fall League where he broke his thumb. So then we talk about his offseason, recovering from that thumb injury, and what he's working on specifically to get ready for this upcoming year. Tyler is a guy that is extremely versatile. He came into the professional ranks as an infielder, primarily playing second base and third base at Wright State. He was a high school shortstop. And since he's joined the Brewers organization, he's bounced around the diamond, even gaining experience in the outfield. And he's really a guy that profiles as an offensive first player, but someone who's extremely versatile defensively. And he's a guy who profiles as someone who could be a talented everyday player at a specific position or a guy who could play a lot of time as a utility guy and help a major league team in various ways. In our conversation, we also touch on his transition from playing at Wright State, a quality mid-major program, to professional baseball. We talk about Brewers' top prospect, Jackson Chirillo, who Tyler has had the experience of watching in spring training and some other situations as well. So we get his thoughts on the Brewers' top prospect and one of the top prospects in minor league baseball. And we also just talk about what he's looking forward to this upcoming year and just kind of what keeps him motivated going forward as he tries to work his way up the ladder and make it to the major leagues. So here is my conversation with former first-round pick and current Milwaukee Brewers prospect, Tyler Black. Joining me now on the Baseball Prospect Journal podcast is Milwaukee Brewers second-base prospect, Tyler Black. Tyler, how are you doing? Good, man. How are you? Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm doing well. I appreciate you taking time to speak with me. It's always good to catch up. I guess in terms of the offseason, offseason's almost over here for you. What have you been working on? Where are you at? Are you back in Canada? I guess what's the offseason looked like for you? Uh, yeah, it's been uh, kind of a different offseason for me. Um, obviously, played my first full season last year, was banged up a little bit, so uh Ended up breaking my thumb in the Arizona Fall League, so I've spent most of my time here at the complex here in Arizona. I'm um, just rehabbing, and uh, actually just got cleared last week, so finally back on the field now, getting swings outside, getting ground balls outside. It's been great. So, what's that been like for you? Obviously, you broke your left scapula during the middle of the season, then you broke your thumb. I guess just from a mindset standpoint, what's that been like for you in your first full year having to deal with some of these injuries? 
Yeah, uh, obviously it was tough. Um, you know, you know, you anytime you're hurt and not able to play, it's it's definitely difficult. Um, for me, I think kind of the hardest thing to deal with was the fact that it was kind of fluky plays. Um, wasn't like I was like tearing my hamstring or something like that. It was kind of uh, dove into a base and broke my thumb, and then dove out in center field and broke my scapula. So. Um, yeah, kind of things kind of out of my control, but, you know, it kind of, uh, helped me a lot and, you know, changed my perspective a little bit anytime you're banged up for that long. So before that left scapula injury, you were, you played 64 games at high a Wisconsin up in Appleton hit 281. how did you feel like your year was going? Oh, uh, it was good, man. Um, you know, I, I started off really hot, um, kind of just battled up and down the whole year um, with the bat, and I felt good with that. Um, I think there's definitely things I could improve on that I kind of focused on going into this offseason. Um, and then in terms of everything else, I'm uh, pretty happy, to be honest. Uh, one of my goals was just to kind of get quicker in the offseason, last offseason, and uh, I think I did that, and, you know, I started to play a lot of different positions. I played third a little bit. I played center field and felt comfortable both out there and at second base. So, um, yeah, man, I was really happy with how that kind of worked out. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about the defensive versatility you kind of experienced last year. I know you were a high school shortstop, played mostly second base at Wright State, a little bit of third, and then in your first full pro year, you're jumping around between – second, third, I think left field, center field. What was that like for you? And had you had experience playing the outfield before? I played center field in high school a little bit for like two games. I think I told my manager a little more than that just to kind of huh, um, <laughs> give him some peace of mind with me out there. But, um, yeah, man, I felt great out there. It was, it was honestly a uh, as natural as you can make it kind of um, transition, I tell people. Um they told me in spring training I was going to work some outfield a little bit. Um, and, yeah, man, my, my mindset on it is just I, I try to – wherever they can put me to keep my bat in the lineup, I'm, I'm all for that. So um, I know deep down it's going to help the team win. And, yeah, man, like I, I went out there and just felt quick, felt natural. Obviously, there's a lot to learn. Um, and I think the big thing with that was experience. And, uh, you know, the more I played out there, the more comfortable I got. But, um, yeah, man, it was, it was really fun. I know when I talk to some guys who move from the dirt out into the outfield, there's sometimes some horror stories or just it it's a rough start. What was the start like for you and when did you really feel comfortable out in the outfield? Yeah. Um I think I played like two spring training games in left field and I got like one ball hit to me. So um I still remember they told me I was playing center. I think it was like middle of May, um, one night and BP that day actually got canceled. So I was planning on just shagging a ton of balls in center, kind of feel comfortable and couldn't even do that. So just ran out there naturally. And yeah, man, I felt great. Um, felt quick. I think the biggest thing was the reads, um, and everything like that. Um, just, you know, you have more time than you think out there. It's not like the dirt. So, um, and honestly, like the coaching staff helped me a lot. All the other outfielders helped me a lot. And, Kind of time grew on, I just felt really comfortable. Um, and by the fall league, I played a lot of center field, and I felt really good out there. So, Is there one guy in particular that you really kind of turned to for advice or that helped you while you're kind of transitioning to the outfield? Um, Yeah, man. I, I'd say, honestly, like all the guys I was with 
down in Wisconsin really helped me. They kind of knew the situation I was in, not playing a lot of uh, outfield um, before. But, um, yeah, Joe Gray, um, Tristan Peters, those guys are more corner guys. But Joe really helped me a lot when I first kind of moved out there um, with him beside me with positioning and stuff. And um, just in BP kind of we checked together. So that was good. In terms of the offensive side, obviously coming from Wright State, you were always known as an offensive guy and really excelled offensively at Wright State. And you guys had experience, unlike some mid-majors, playing against high-level competition every season. And you excelled usually in most of those games. So what was the transition like from the college level to professional baseball for you offensively? You know, obviously everyone's good. Um, That's kind of the – Obviously, the biggest thing, you're not going to get a midweek guy running out there um, where you can kind of – it's all hands on deck. Everyone's good, man. You got to show up every day to play. Um, and I think that's more the mental side of it, uh, more approach stuff. You know, just kind of – you always – that one at bat, you you don't get mature with your approach or you, you get away from your approach, it's going to cost you an at-bat. You know what I mean? And those, those at-bats add up at the end of the day. Um so, yeah, man, at, at kind of in college or high school, whatever, you can get away with kind of get away from your approach and be fine and you'll kind of figure it out. But you got to be locked in every day, man. And uh, that was kind of the biggest thing I, I realized after my first full season, um, just finding that consistency and, you know, just more the mental, more mental side of it, um, just staying within myself and, you know, committing to approach and sticking to it gonna put you on the spot here but is there one pitcher that you struggled against or one pitcher that really kind of stood out to you that you faced that you had a tough time hitting this year yeah this year Ooh, uh i'd say dj hurts i think that's his name out of uh cubs kind of a tough at bat lefty on lefty crossfire anytime it's kind of crossfire lefty you know it's going to be tough and you know like i said before you got to change your game plan so that was kind of an at bat where I kind of changed my game plan, opened myself up and try to see the ball deep just so I could change that angle. And yeah, man, that's the other thing too. Like there's so many different arms. You see so many variety of uh, styles of pitchers in pro ball that like you got to adjust with them. You know what I mean? So um, that was the biggest thing. Just kind of going back to what I said before though, just like, the pitcher kind of determines your approach and you got to adjust accordingly. But with, with Hertz, it was, it was really, really tough, man. Yeah. Left-handed pitcher with the Cubs eighth round pick in 2019 had modest successes here, but wanted to ask you about one guy. I don't know. Did you cross pass at all with uh, Jackson Chirillo when you were in Wisconsin? I did not. I did no. not. Have you ever been around him? Oh uh, yeah. He's actually down here right now with us. Okay. What's, Obviously, he's top five prospect in baseball, Brewers top prospect right now in their farm system. Tell fans a little bit about who Jackson Chirillo is, at least from a different player's point of view of the kind of the talent level that the Brewers have in, in Jackson Chirillo. I remember last year in spring training, I saw him take BP. Um, he was on our field. I had no clue who he was, and I just was kind of in awe of the bat speed. I was like, damn, who the, who the hell is this kid? Um, <laughs> Obviously, now we know, but, um, yeah, man, just supremely talented. Um, just seems like he loves the game, kind of, uh, you know, obviously haven't played with him to this point, but just supremely talented. And, 
you know, always has a smile on his face. So um, that goes a long way for sure. What's it like to just in general with being in the minor leagues, obviously in college, everyone kind of has that team goal. They want to make it to the tournament. They want to get deep and hopefully win a national title, but in professional baseball, not only are you competing against the other team, but you're also kind of competing against one another to move up another level and to make it to the major league. So what's the camaraderie level like with teammates in the minor leagues? Yeah, obviously it's different. Um, everyone kind of wants to to get to the big leagues. Um, but, you know, um, I think the biggest thing is just realizing that competitiveness and, you know, that guys pushing each other is a really good thing. And, you know, like the more – the more guys push each other um, and the more kind of competition you have in an organization, the more it's going to help not only the organization, but the player in general um, overall. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm all for that. Um, I just think we got a, we got a great group of guys with the Brewers um, coming up at multiple positions. Um, not even, haven't even talked about the mound yet, but it's, we got a, we got a good crop of guys coming up. So um yeah man it's just it's 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 different though like in season like once you get everyone kind of on the same page and willing to buy in to winning um it goes a long way as well right just kind of getting everyone on the same page and you know um healthy competitiveness is great you mentioned it the brewers farm system is rapidly improving they've had some strong drafts the last couple of years do you guys as prospects talk about like we want to be that next group of that next wave of prospects that comes up and helps the Brewers win a World Series? Or is it just kind of going with the flow of trying to improve yourself while also kind of helping the team win as well? I mean, I don't think um, we haven't really talked about any of that. Sure. Um, obviously, I think a lot of us are just focused on the here and the right now. And, uh, you know, that's really the only way to do it, I believe. Um, and you kind of see it with our guys um, every day getting to work. I'm obviously down here at the complex, so I see, like, all the guys kind of coming in early. And, uh, you know, everyone's kind of got the same goal. And when it's when it's like that, it's really fun. So, Last question I'm going to ask you before we kind of focus to spring training and this upcoming year. Has anything surprised you about minor league or professional baseball so far? I definitely say I was very surprised by Appleton, Wisconsin this year, man. I uh, absolutely love the place. When I heard I was going there, I was pretty pumped up because I heard they have a great um, crowd support and everything. But, man, when I got there, first off, I was surprised at how damn cold it is up there. Um, but after the first three weeks, man, it was people started coming out. It started getting warmer. It was unreal man i was shocked at how much they love it up there so yeah i mean it's it's 40 degrees right near milwaukee right now but it's it is impressive i will say how passionate brewers fans and wisconsin people are about baseball something about tailgating drinking beer and baseball gets a lot of people out to the ballpark but talking about this upcoming year Spring training, obviously you're kind of in a unique situation where you're already at the complex, but when does things really kind of get going for you when it comes to spring training? Well, I, I have a uh, early report date. They got like an early camp for minor leaguers, so um, I'll be in that. And then, uh, yeah, man, just trying to stay stay ready and uh, just kind of 
big thing for me is getting as many at-bats as I can. Luckily, I'm down here, obviously. Just trying to see as many pitches that I can before the year and get as many good um, reps outside as I can. I think for me personally, that's kind of the big thing. Um, coming down here early, man, it's been great just to get outside. Obviously, being from Canada, there's snow on the ground. So, um, you know, that's uh, it's definitely big for me, so. Do you have a sense on what position or what level you're going to start at this upcoming year? No, I have no idea. Are you fine anywhere pretty much on the diamond at this point? Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I feel I feel comfortable anywhere to be honest with you. Um now that kind of feeling center feeling comfortable in center is kind of uh, a big thing now um after the fall, so that was that was really important to me feeling comfortable um out there and then you know just continuing to make strides on the infield um is uh definitely one of my goals and kind of uh was one of my goals this offseason so does it make it easier now kind of knowing what to expect going into your second spring training it's not new anymore you kind of been there at least once before in terms of spring training does it just make it easier and maybe give you a little more confidence going into this year's spring training yeah, for sure. Um, I think last year, kind of, even the season, man, like I came into my first spring training, obviously it was weird because the COVID or the lockout and all that. Um, and then, yeah, man, like you go into your first year, I played 20 games my, when after I got drafted, you go into your first year and you kind of, you know what to expect, but you truly don't know until you're kind of in June, man, and your legs are heavy and you're playing every day and, you know, you got to learn how to take care of your body and, you know, the, the, the name of the game is longevity, right? So um, that was kind of the big thing I learned this year. Um, and just, yeah, man, one day at a time. When you're going through college baseball, even high school baseball, the goal is always to obviously get drafted. But then one, once you get drafted, you start kind of at the bottom of the ladder again and have to work your way up. How does that just kind of motivate you or re-motivate you in a sense to get to the ultimate goal, which is playing in the major leagues? Yeah. Um, Obviously, after you get drafted, like, there's that big kind of celebration and everything, and then it's back to work. And you know what I mean? You're at the, the bottom of the, the totem pole, so you got to work your way up, and uh, it's definitely motivating. Um, but at the same time, like, I try to really focus on where I'm at now. Um, you know, you can get caught up in a lot of things in pro ball, like, you know, what level you're at or whatever. You, you got to you gotta kind of set goals for yourself and, uh, you know, stay where you're at, stay present. and. Uh, you know, if you do that, you're you're going to be more than fine. So, how do you feel like you've developed in a professional development setting and just being around the game, playing it every day for pretty much twelve months out of a year? I think it's it's helped me a ton. Um, obviously, being Canadian, they kind of call us late bloomers and everything. Um, and you know, for me, that was kind of the biggest thing, just taking like fine tuning my game. I'd say. Um, and I think just playing every day kind of helped that. Uh, the little things like base running, reading pitchers, um, defensive positioning, um, you know, you can be tooled out or you can have – you can hit, you can do whatever you want. But at the end of the day, like, that doesn't matter if you can't play the game the right way, you know what I mean? So just the little things you don't really get because, you know, the guys that are from down south or wherever – that can play all year round since they've been 11 years old. That's kind of where they, they have an upper, upper hand on uh, a lot of the Northern guys. So playing every day definitely helped me. 
um, kind of fine tune my game. So last question I have for you, Tyler, simply what do you just hope to accomplish in your second full year of professional baseball? Yeah, man, I want to be healthy all year. Um, obviously kind of, uh, things went out of my control this year, um, with injuries, but, um, I think if I just continue to, to work and, um, take care of the little things with my body and obviously stay on top of my game, um, I think everything will, will take care of itself, but, um, just controlling what I can, man. And, you know, um, just playing every day. I think that'll go a long way. With being a first-round pick and dealing with injuries your first year, how do you keep that perspective and not let kind of the pressure of that outside expectation of you being a first-round pick impact you and just focus on the day-to-day and getting back healthy and producing once you are back on the field? To me, honestly, there's no pressure. Um, you know, I came from Canada, went to Wright State, and then obviously worked my way to kind of into pro ball. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, like, the cream rises to the top. So, you know, guys got to work and you know what I mean? Like, I think that takes care of everything. Um, there's, there's no pressure. Um, at the end of the day, like I think expectations, I don't really try to put any expectations on myself. Um, but you know, I I have goals and, you know, I'm just going to work towards those. And at the end of the day, like if I do what I can and control what I can, then that's all I can do. You know what I mean? So, um, if I work and I control what I can and that's not enough, then so be it. But um, at the end of the day, that's all I'm going to focus on. So, Awesome. Tyler Black, Brewers second base outfield prospect. Tyler, thanks again for jumping on. It's always good to catch up with you and good luck this upcoming year. Yes, sir. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it, man. I always enjoy talking with Tyler and catching up with him. He definitely has a bright future, and I think the biggest thing for him this year is just simply to stay healthy because he has proven when he stays healthy, he produces, especially offensively at the plate. He's a guy that, coming out of college, I spoke with other college coaches, scouts, and they all raved about his ability to hit and produce at the plate. People kind of coin him as a gamer, someone who isn't flashy by any means. He isn't going to be a multi-time MVP award winner or anything like that, but he's a guy that just gets the job done and does it at a high level. He's a guy you need on those winning ball clubs and someone who can be an everyday contributor for a major league franchise in the future. For Tyler, I'm going to be curious to see where he starts this upcoming year. To me, I don't see why he shouldn't start the year at AA. He's a guy that has proven he can perform in the minor leagues when he's healthy. Last year in 64 games with the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers, he hit 281 with 13 doubles, 4 triples, 4 home runs. He also drove in 35 runs and stole 13 bases. He also had more walks than strikeouts, so... A really quality year offensively in 283 plate appearances. It was unfortunate that he got hurt with that scapula injury because he was performing well and maybe would have gotten a taste of double A had he continued to perform at that level. But when he did come back in the Arizona Fall League, he kind of picked up where he left off. He hit 279, had three doubles, hit a home run in 76 plate appearances. And to me, 
I would put him at double A Biloxi to start the year. I think Tyler can handle it. He's shown throughout his career, whether that was at the college level with Wright State or in his brief pro career, that he can hit and produce. So I'd like to see the Brewers start him at double A. If he gets started at high A with the Timber Rattlers, I don't see it being a very long stint. So to me, put him at double A, let him start there and kind of get his feet wet at that level. Besides his offensive skill set, I mean, plate discipline's really good. Bat-to-ball skills, really good. He's never going to be a huge power guy, but he's going to give you double-digit home runs. And he really just does a lot offensively. He's able to hit the ball into the gaps. He can make some noise on the bases and is just a tremendous asset in a lineup. Defensively, like we talked about in our conversation, high school shortstop primarily played second base at Wright State. Had some time at third base in college as well. But since he's gotten to the Brewers organization, he's bounced around primarily playing second base still. But he's also played at third base a little bit as well as in center field and left field too. So I think that versatility is only going to help him. I still think long term he's better suited at second base. But it never hurts to have experience playing around the diamond. And to me... That only helps him move through the farm system quickly if he's showing he can hit against these higher levels of pitching. For me, I would expect him to be in the major leagues sometime next season. I still think this year, get a full year under his belt, stay healthy, and prove he can hit at the AA level and maybe even make it to AAA this year. And then next year at some point, call him up during the season in 2024 and I think he could be a guy who you see at second base or is a guy that is a utility guy for you and still playing almost every day because you're giving other guys time off or you're just making sure you can find a way to get his bat into the lineup. Tyler Black, he's definitely a name to watch for. He's a top 10 prospect in the Brewers farm system. You can read more too just about his development as a baseball player what scouts were saying about him coming out of college at baseballprospectjournal.com. I interviewed him and wrote numerous stories about him throughout college and during that draft cycle in 2021. He was the Brewers' second first-round pick that year behind Sal Freelich. So right now the Brewers are looking good with their two first-round picks in 2021 with Freelich and Black. So we'll see what happens over the long haul and see how Black develops, and how these other minor league guys do as well. But the Brewers definitely have a quality farm system. It's definitely improving, like we talked about a few weeks ago when I interviewed Eric Brown Jr. And I'm excited to see some of these draft picks coming up here in the next couple years because the Brewers have taken proven college performers up the middle, players who have had success and have potential to be contributors at the major league level relatively soon so it's gonna be fun seeing some of these guys coming up and how how they do and how they progress throughout their career thank you for tuning in to this week's episode feel free to look back and check out our previous episodes this podcast is relatively new but i think we've gotten some great guests so far first week was eric brown jr the milwaukee brewers first round pick last year and then we talked some college baseball 
in week two, sat down with Milwaukee Panthers head baseball coach Scott Duffick. The Milwaukee Panthers are Wisconsin's only Division I college baseball program. So we talked about some of their guys who could be on the radar of scouts, whether it's this year and the next couple of years, as well as some names just to kind of keep an eye out for if you're a college baseball fan, especially from the state of Wisconsin. You can find me on Twitter at Danzelinski3. You can find the Baseball Prospect Journal on Twitter at the BP Journal. Make sure to stay tuned to BaseballProspectJournal.com. I'm consistently writing stories about top prospects for the 2023 MLB Draft. It's a great way to familiarize yourself with the future stars of the game. This year, the Brewers pick 18th in July's MLB draft, so it's also a great way just to see who could be on the radar for the Brewers and some names to kind of watch out for. So definitely tune in to BaseballProspectJournal.com for all your draft and prospect needs. And like I said, find us on Twitter as well. So thanks again for tuning in to this week's episode. We'll talk to you next week.